Hey, hello out there, and welcome to the conversation. This is the eGathering Church podcast. Um, we uh, get together every week. This is Rick Coop, uh, and I am Todd Brown. And we get together and just have um, a conversation that we feel like is missing out there in the podcast world. Uh, and that's just a, a conversation about yeah. our religion, about our faith, about um, different wrinkles within that, uh, things that uh, memes that pop up and things that go on in our mm-hmm. life that make us go, hmm. And Rick and I will get together and talk about it forever. And then uh, we decided it made sense to come together and have these conversations with you. Uh, maybe you're driving down the road and you're listening and it's a chance for you to uh, to uh, talk about some things that, that you don't get to talk about. Maybe uh, you're sitting and watching it on your TV in the living room. Um, uh, not an exciting show, but yeah. one one of the things I found about us having these conversations is um, it either causes you to wonder and want to dig deeper, or yeah. it causes you to um, cement things that you you know you already believe in your heart. Yeah, and um, that so that's one of the reasons why I appreciate these, and and I hope that the folks out there listening can feel the same way that. You know, yeah, I never thought about it that way. Or, yeah, I feel exactly like that. Or, you know, or oh, guys you guys are, stupid, are yeah. off your rocker here. <laughs> Why'd you yeah. get that from? Yeah. So, one of the things that inspires us from time to time are things that we see on the internet. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, and sometimes we're like, man, that's so great. Or, I don't like that. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they say that And sure. from the Christian religion? And one of the things that I saw, and I'm going to put it up here on the screen for you guys to see it, was a meme that came up, and it's, and it's from Charles Spurgeon. It's got a picture of Charles Spurgeon, and it says, When you feel yourself to be utterly unworthy, you have hit the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened to me in that moment, because I'm this... One of the, the one of the bells I clang all the time is um, how loved you are by God and how how humanity for me is God's magnum opus. This is the thing mm-hmm. He is the most um, uh, He was the most happy with. It was mm-hmm. this is good. Uh, this is very good. He says after He makes man, um, and so I always feel like. One of the things we do as a church that's so, um, well, runs people off uh, is to tell them that they're a dirty, rotten sinner and yeah. that, that they, that they, that they, there's nothing yep. they can, there's, there's nothing they can do that, that is good. And the old, uh, there's actually a sermon and you can look it up. It's, it's rough called um, a sinner in the hands of an angry God. Um, and so anyway, so this, that's one of the bells I clang all the time. So when I read it, the first thing that came to my mind was that he was saying that humans are not, that humans have no value to mm. God, that, that you as a person have no value. And, and until you recognize that, um, then you really haven't hit the mark. But once you recognize that you as a human have no value, then you... Once you realize that, then you've hit the mark. And I don't think that's what he was saying anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it was still a good topic. It's, it got my juices flowing. Uh, so. so I guess what it takes us down to is, um, for a lot of us, 
are are we Christians? Are we are we human beings? Are we worthy? Yeah. Um, are, are we as uh, believers or non-believers worthy uh, of the grace and the mercy that's either been given to us or that is readily available to us by God? Yeah. Um, I. I Every time you say worthy, we talked about this before. Yeah. Every time you say it, we get, you know, Garth and, and yeah, we're, Garth and Wayne. Yeah. We're, we're not, not worthy. worthy. We're not. <laughs> I, I, I do that too. And I, it's funny how stuff like that sticks in your head because, yeah. like, it's been a hundred years since I've seen that. But our, our I guess the, the hard point is. Are we worthy of the pain and the suffering that Jesus endured on the cross? He thought so. The she, and that's what I always go back to. Yeah, is, he uh, felt like... Hey, that wasn't your call. Right. And the guy who made that decision thought you were worth it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting. Jesus says, Father... If it's your will, let this cup pass from me. Yeah. You know, if there's another way, then, then let it be that way. But nevertheless, your will be done. Yeah. And I think Jesus came to the understanding there is no other way. And, and his, we can't forget that fully God, fully man. Yeah. So fully God, he understood no other way. Fully man, is it possible? You know, but even as fully man, he made the decision, they're worth it. Then let's do this. You know, yeah. let's let's go through it. Yeah. And so were we worthy? Yes. For me the question is, but were we deserving? Yeah. Um, and I don't know, you know, Todd, I think back on the old testament and how many times we as a people, and I say we because believers, how many times we as a people who believe in Jehovah God, the king of the universe, have either corporately or individually let him down. Yeah. Um, and when I say Old Testament, I mean, I bring it up to New Testament. I bring it up to who we are today. Um, I know in my life, as Paul has, has said, the Apostle Paul has even said, that, look, I mess up. I've messed up. Yeah. I've, I've been this and I've been that. I've been the chief of all sinners. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I still do what I do. One of my favorite yeah, scriptures. I absolutely. still do what I do not want to do. And it's... I. Not not me who's doing it anymore. It's this flesh of mine that I just simply cannot overcome. So I don't think I think Jesus looked at us as yes, we they're worthy mm -hmm. of this. From my viewpoint, my perspective is thank you, Lord, for feeling that I was worthy, mm -hmm. but I know I'm undeserving of it. And those are different things um it, it to me it comes back are you worthy are you worth it are you 
do you deserve it? It's so, so oh man, they're so the same and so different. I yeah. go back to John yeah. three sixteen and seventeen. It's for the God for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, um, that whos whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn mm-hmm. the world, but to Come save on. the world through Him. Yeah. Um, for God so loved the world. If God loves the world, if God, and 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 if God loves us, then we must be worth that love. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. get to decide that. Mm-hmm. We don't get to decide what is the. Um, uh, I try to tell people. I try to tell young people who are who are like, I'm going to make a million dollars on Etsy, uh, or I'm going to make. Uh, I'm going to make so much money when I sell this house or whatever. You know how much your house is worth? However much someone will pay for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I would not give you a half a million dollars for the original Jordan or Air Jordan shoes with his signature. I would not give you. But if someone else will, then, then that's what it's worth. And that's what they're worth. The worth yeah. of it is what someone yeah. will pay for it. And what did what did God pay for us, mm-hmm. he put on flesh and walked among us, and died for us. Yeah. Um, well, then people say, "Yeah, but he knew he was going to come back to life." Okay, so this afternoon you're going to come back from it. This afternoon we're going to beat you till your skin falls off. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to nail you to. We're going to drag you through the streets with a piece of wood on your back. Whilst people spit on you and cuss at you, and then we're going to take you on a hill and nail you to a piece of wood and hang you there while your lungs collapse mm-hmm. and you die. Oh, and by the way, we're going to pierce you with a sword. Yeah, or a to make and, sure you're dead. And and we're going to put you know a bunch of spikes on the top of your head just to. Uh, just for dressing. Yeah, and the people mm-hmm. you love the most are going to stand around you and yeah. either stand around you and make fun of you and spit on you, or yeah. the ones that you love the dearest are going to leave you. They're going to abandon ship yeah. and run the other way. So we're just going to do that. But you're going to come back to life, so it's going yeah. to be great. <laughs> yeah. My, I guess my point is that's me really up. kind of trivial. I shouldn't have gone through all that, but I did. Um, I guess my point is the value of something is what you'll pay for it. Yeah. And how many people do you know that you would pay that price for? Right, right. Really? He, he paid the cost for that. Yeah. Willingly. Yeah. So, mm. yep. worth is established in what someone will pay for it. Yep. Deserving, I think, when I think of, when I look back at what Spurgeon said, and by the way, if you ever, if you ever look back at one of the saints of the church over time, I don't care who it was, if you look back at the saints of the church over time, John Calvin, John Wesley, Charles Spurgeon, Thomas Aquinas, pick one, and you think that you know more than they do, you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. You might. You just might. If, especially if you're playing John Wesley against John Calvin. Maybe John Wesley, maybe your John knows more than that John <laughs> or has a different perspective. Uh, but you better slow down and go back and start and then look at what was said what Charles yeah. Spurgeon said long yeah. form was the more unworthy you feel yourself to be the more the more evidence have you that nothing 
but unspeakable love could lead to the Lord Jesus, could lead the Lord Jesus to have, to save such a soul as yours. The more demerit you feel, the clearer is the display of abounding love of the abounding love of God in having chosen you and called you and made you an heir of bliss. Um, so what he's saying is not that you are that you don't have value to God. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is what you're saying about deserving, what he's saying is the more you recognize how much you don't deserve what you were given, the more you recognize the love and the grace that God has given you. How many of us have been to, and, and I know that there's probably folks out there like, you know, no, I've never, I've never been there. But there are a lot of us who have been to a point in our lives where I'm, just, I'm so messed up there, uh, there there's no way out of this there's no place I can go nothing I can do and then there's this voice that comes uh, the, the people I know brothers and sisters and, and you and I have discussed times where you're just on your knees and you just you know, I, I know I don't deserve this. I know that this, I, I, I don't even know. I know I can ask for it because you've said I can. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like I deserve to be even be able to ask for it. And, and you're down in that brokenness. And then some, I, I heard a pastor one time and he was preaching a sermon and he, he kept talking about, I'm just so tired and so worn out and this illness has just got me down and I'm just I'm being beat to the ground and and he's actually getting lower and lower and lower till he's on his hands and his knees and then he's just kind of laying down and then he's finally to a point where the microphone he doesn't even have the strength to hold the microphone in his hand it's just laying on the ground and, and it was so such a powerful moment because I understood every bit of that. You know, I've been there, I've been there, I, I, I know. And then he said, it was like two or three minutes of silence in a long time. And then he went, Jesus? And I was like, oh yeah, brother, I've, <laughs> I've been there. Jesus? Mm -hmm. or, is that you? And I, I can, I feel you in my spirit. I feel you talking to me. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel, I, I can get up a little bit. And he starts to get up on his hands, you know, and then he, he his knees get up underneath him and pretty soon he's just kneeling on his knees and pretty soon one foot's up and, and then he stands up. You get the picture. Mm -hmm. And it's, his words were, I didn't deserve this, but you were there. Mm -hmm. And I and I really I think it's where we all have to get to. We all have to get to the point where we understand that he saw value in us, but we were undeserving of everything that he's done and continues to do. Mm -hmm. 
man, it, it's it's a heartbreak. I mean, it it's um, that to me is one of the things that makes me awestruck with who God is. Yeah. That he's willing to do that. Um, David in the psalm said, um, he lifted me up out of the watery pit, out of the slimy mud. He placed my feet on the rock and he gave me a secure footing. Uh, it's Psalm 40. Yeah. Um, when you, if you think, I, I think to Spurgeon's point, I think some of what he's dealing with and, and Martin Luther spoke to this some, although I don't agree with how far Martin Luther goes. He, Martin Luther says, there's nothing you do that is good. There's nothing you do that is good. And I won't go there. Yeah, I don't agree yeah, with that. Yeah, I can't go there either. But I think that what we're talking about is, is Spurgeon's point, is I think those of us who have been... Um, those of us who have been in the pit, those who have been in the in the mud and the muck and the slimy mire, and the, the, mm-hmm. the those of us who've done who've the ate horrible with things, the pigs and ate yeah. their pods, yeah, those who've done the horrible things. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying we're better at being Christians. I am saying that I think that we understand more what we have gained because mm-hmm. we understand what we had lost. We knew who we were. And there's no kidding us about who we are. Mm-hmm. I think it's very hard. I think it's demonstrated by, I think one of the things, I'm going to get quasi-political, here it comes. One of the things that frustrates me about President Trump is when he says, I have nothing to ask forgiveness for. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. nothing to ask forgiveness for. Mm-hmm. Careful, bud. Yeah, so for me, those of us who know how wretched we've been Mm -hmm. those of us who know how wretched we still can be um, when we as when he says when you feel yourself to be utterly unworthy you have hit the truth this is when you don't recognize the gift unless you recognize how how much it wasn't owed you yes if you feel like like i said there's this young lady that I know that who has a birthday month, <laughs> she starts like the whole month. <laughs> I, I got to be careful because my wife teasingly, jokingly has a birthday month, has a birthday month. Okay. But yeah. if you think that someone owes you something, then when yeah. they give it to you, it doesn't have any value because it was yours to start with. Yeah. It was owed to you. Um, and so I think Spurgeon's point, the more I read him and what he had to say is in full, memes don't translate. Very oftentimes yeah. they don't translate. The, the concern that I have, the worry that I have is that there are people out there who think they are so unworthy, who people, people out there yeah. who think they are so wretched um, uh, that they won't approach the throne. It takes me back to what Martin Luther said, mm-hmm. and, and I want to chew on that just a little bit Um, when he said that there's nothing that we can do that's good Mm -hmm. do you think the point he was trying to get across is that it's only through Christ that we can accomplish the good thing Uh, um, yeah and and to a degree I do Okay. and I, I get flustered with that as well 
to tie in with what you were just saying about people out there who just feel like they have no value, no, you know, they can't do anything. They're just, they don't matter to anybody. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, don't take Luther's words so literal. Well, as, or so complete. Yeah. Yeah. Take it to mean that um, you do have value and there are good things that you can do. And if you don't feel like you have the strength to do it or you have the means to do it, then rely on Christ because he'll get you there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... No, I mean, it, it's again, it goes back to the worthy... What is your value? Yeah. Versus what do you deserve? It goes back to that same thing. You don't, there's nothing you can, in his point, and it was a big sticking point at that point. Yeah. His point was there's nothing you can do that means you are owed the love of God. Yeah. That yeah. he owes you that. Like you, um, there's a, uh, there, uh, I, I, so often scripture comes to me while we're sitting here because of the conversation, the context, and I don't have chapter and verse. I don't. But neither did the Apostle Paul, so I'm going to give it that. Um, there's a point when Jesus says that people come to him and say, but we did all the churchy things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Lord, didn't we... Do this in your name. Didn't and we do, sing yeah. in your name and yeah. dance in your name? Yeah. Didn't we read the scriptures? Yes. Didn't we do this? We were the Sunday school teachers yeah. with the 35 years yeah, of service. But, yeah. right. Didn't we <laughs> right. do all the churchy things? Right. And he says, and I will say, I never knew yeah, you. Depart from me. I, I never knew, knew you. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's what I'm saying is you're not they're not going to present an invoice when you get to the judgment yeah. day yeah. about what he owes you or doesn't owe you because you were a good person yeah. or because you did this or that or the other. You will submit to him. Um, uh, and so I think that's Luther's point. But where I get sideways with it is if we don't, Again, if you read a, if you make a shallow reading of that, then what it sounds like you're saying is that you there's nothing good you can do, and that's just not true. For mm -hmm. some reason, God's plan is that you and I will tell people of the good news, and that we will bring to people to Him for salvation. That's His plan. For some reason. And we can talk about what we think of when you ever start talking about God and why it gets to be mushy, but for some reason that's his plan. Um, I, I had to look up the scripture Isaiah sixty four six, um, and you have to be because we just told people who feel unworthy that they're not unworthy. But going to the point of the people that you are talking about here, that they feel like they've got this itemized list. That, yeah, I'm going to present God know, with an invoice. Yeah, <laughs> It comes out of Isaiah 64, uh, 6, is King James. But we are, we are all as an, as an unclean thing, and our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. 
and we all and all we do phase as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away I believe what that scripture is trying to tell us is that look your itemized list it is is nothing yeah it's, it's, it's work rags there that are they're greeted toss them aside yeah when you um, go to present the invoice you got yeah. a problem when you go to present your heart your broken and contrite heart mm -hmm. that's different than this itemized list of it, one is saying lord i thank you for everything you've done because i you did not owe it to me the other is saying here's the list you owe me pay me yeah and that's where there's an there's an issue there's there. a disconnect yeah <laughs> you a problem. may have a problem yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, when I, one of my uh, the thing that got my hackles up the thing I worry about is people not recognizing their value to God mm -hmm. and, and and one of the reasons why God is so disappointed with them in the Old Testament and goes through so many things he goes through is because he does you you are a, an incredible creature mm -hmm. as David says uh, I, was, I was fearfully and wonderfully made yep. I praise you yep. because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful and I know um, and I know that full well uh, and God made you this is if you believe in God, if you believe in God, if you yes. believe that there is a power much greater than you and that yes. he created this universe, then he made you. But here's yes. the thing. I was going back to Genesis, uh, Genesis um, 26 and 27. It says, uh, then God said, let us make man in our image, in yep. our likeness and let them um and let them rule over the fish of the sea and of the birds of the air and over the livestock and over all of the earth and over all creatures that move along the ground. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So you are endowed with the image of God. You are. Mm -hmm. I, I love when people refer to people as image bearers. Oh yeah, yeah. You are an image bearer. Um, so again, it goes back to. Uh, it says in Ephesians, in Him we, in, in Him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity uh, with purpose with the purpose of his will in order that we who were first put uh, put uh, who first put our hope in Christ might have might be the praise of his glory um, we don't deserve it but it's available to us right and what's what makes it available to us is when we return to his image when we return to his image, when we yeah. uh, reconnect ourselves with, with Christ, when we go back to the garden, if you will, uh, to quote um, Crosby, Stills, and yeah. Nash. Um, 
when we go back to the garden, yeah. when we go back to that original image, and the only way we have of doing that this far from the original garden is to return to Christ. The scripture is full of places where it tells us that we have value. You're worth more than many sparrows. He knows the number of the hairs on your head. He, he knows you. God, you, you just said in John 3.16 and 3.17, God loves the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't come in 17. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came so that the world would be saved. Yeah. You don't save something that's not of value. No. You know, you don't go through what he goes through. You, you think of the story of the prodigal son. Here's this son, and, and you know, that, that story has so many different meanings to me. But you, you look at the story of the prodigal son and his return, and did he he look at him and go, man, you, you stink and you've been hanging out with the pigs, and I, no, sorry. Yeah. No, he... He killed the, the the fatted calf. He put a cloak over him. He gave you know gave him re. He set him you know back up because he has value. This is my son, you know, and and he does that with his sons and his daughters. Hmm. Um, the the difference for me is do we approach that like Peter did when Jesus came to him and Peter said Simon at that time said. Away from me, Lord. I, I'm a sinful man. Yeah. You don't want to be around me. Yeah. You know, and and Jesus is like, yeah, I know, but I'm here anyway mm -hmm. because I love you. Mm -hmm. The difference between accepting that and demanding that is how we approach it with our attitude. Whether we understand that, yes, I may, I may be undeserving. But you know what? He felt I was worthy. Mm -hmm. And that, that changed some things in me in my Christian walk. Um, because I have a background of, you know, you, you're just not good enough. Um, there was some, some growing up time in my life where nothing I was going to be able to do would ever measure up to anything. Mm -hmm. And, and even to the point of my relationship with, with the Lord in that um, God the Father, oh, well, that yeah. kind of means to me absent and, and, and wrathful and beating and, you know, um, and I'm talking about my natural father, not my, my father who adopted me, but um, so that all that kind of just told me again how unvalued I really was yeah. until I began to realize that what the Lord is really trying to tell me is you're important to me mm -hmm. and I did these things for you because I do love you and you are important to me and as it was at that point where I began to realize I may, I may not deserve it Father but I sure am grateful for it um, I want to read it Go ahead. You know, what happens to somebody when they feel like they have they they have no value? What happens to somebody when they feel like they can't win? Yeah. Um uh, as I, I 
theater student in me comes out and I hear the whiz, uh, you can't win, you can't get even, and you can't get out of the game. Um, what you what what begins to happen is you begin to do evil things because you figure there's no there's no, no consequence is is yeah. going to hurt you. Yeah, it's you're not going to get any worse. You already suck. You're mm -hmm. already a bad person. Things are mm -hmm. already rotten, and everybody knows that about you. And you don't have any value anyway. And so why not? Um, I think that's what I worry about when I've watched that happen in in school mm -hmm. with a kid um, who made a couple of bad decisions, and in the school system, he he I watched him try to do better, but nobody could get past the things that he had done yeah. in the past. Yeah. And so he eventually switched right back to that and became what everybody expected mm -hmm. him to be. Um, and it, it uh, way into his adulthood, he was that same kid that people expected him to be way back in, in yeah. school. And so I, I think that it help maybe illustrate the point that you're talking about. Yes, when you start thinking that's all you are and that's all that's going to happen, then that's where you stay. Two routes this can go that are yeah. bad. There are several routes that are good. There's a couple of routes that come to my mind that are bad, and one is um, when we, the church, and we, the church, have done this, and we need to apologize for this, when we, the church, teach somebody that they are nothing but a worm who is evil at the core, and that's all that we are capable of, and everything we do, we are capable of nothing good. What happens is we, we go what, the route that you, we were just talking about. I'm, I, I don't mm -hmm. There's nothing good about me anyway, so, so screw it. I'm just going to go do whatever I want to. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. That's who I am. And everybody knows that's who I am. So let's just get over it. And I'm just going to go do my thing. The other thing that can happen is um, when we think of, of ourselves as being incapable of doing good is we, we, can, we can begin to think um, that we can do whatever we want and that mm -hmm. God forgives us. So we can just do whatever we want, and it doesn't matter. Just do whatever you want. Um, as should as, I go on doing what I'm doing to prove that that God is good, that grace is that there. grace is good. As, yeah. As, no. As, as the Apostle Paul <laughs> says, says at one point, um, so in Romans, in one of his uh, weird uh, rhetorical questions. Yeah. So what then? What sh what then shall we do? Go on sinning and yeah. let grace abound? Yeah. <laughs> Certainly <No>. not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not. Um, but if you, if, if instead what we can help folks understand is that, honey, you're, you, are a, you are the beloved creature of God. Yeah. He loves you so much that he would come and die for you. And, and, and for that reason, live to that. Yeah. Don't live to your unworthiness. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do. So those are the two flip sides. There's yeah. nothing you can do that you can present an invoice to God for. Right. 
On the other hand, you're a part of this greater thing. As Jesus says, do you not know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? And then later he says, do you not know that I am in you and that you are in me? And that if that's true, that you're in the Father. You're a part of this. Yeah. You're a part of this gig. Part of it. You have great value in that. But lift your head and walk towards that. I feel like I want to say something um, to people who are listening who uh, may have been hurt by the church mm-hmm. um, because of the way they dress. Maybe they maybe they were made to feel that you have to dress better to be here or you have to look better or you uh, you can't have those tattoos and be here or you can't do this or that, you know. Um, I, I'm sorry that you were treated like that. Yeah. That's it's not right and it's not fair and it's not good and it's not loving and it's not what the body of Christ was called to be or do. What we were called to do is to love each other, um, love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord your God. And so if you've suffered something from that or if you've, you've been uh, touched by that and it's caused you to some pain, then I want to tell you that I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. And I want to tell you that there are churches out there, uh, wherever you may be at, um, keep looking because there are churches and there are people out there who will love you for who you are and not what they expect you to be, but for who you are. The great thing about our relationship with the Lord is God meets us where we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't expect us to do all this stuff. Um, do the list, do the itemized yeah. list, and then you're going to be okay. He meets us exactly where we're at, whether it's, you know, I think of the scripture whether it's the woman at the well or the man waiting beside the pool of Bethesda or whether it's a leper who's walking or a crazy guy who is dealing with demons in a cemetery or Jesus meets us where we are. Yeah. Uh, even Lazarus in the grave. Yeah. He doesn't expect us to... to so if you dealt with the east, yeah. the there's so many, there's so many. The the adulterous woman, the yeah, the so many. There's so many. It was one example yeah. that comes came to my mind when I looked up. We started talking about this being unworthy uh, thing. I was like, where did that come from? And um, I went back to uh, it's the centurion. So yeah, Israel is being run by Rome. I mean, they're being allowed to be autonomous to a degree, but they're they're controlled by Rome. Um, and there's a centurion. It's in uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew eight eight, who comes to Jesus and asks if he would uh, heal his that he that he has a servant who is yep. ill, and yep. would he would he heal his servant. Jesus says, take me, take me to him. And the centurion says, the centurion answered the Lord and said, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only 
and my servant shall be healed. Um, in other words, I don't deserve you. Come, I know who I am, and I know yeah. that my people are crushing your people, yeah. and I get all that. Yeah. But, but, um, I'm asking. You know, I, you don't, I don't deserve you doing that. I'm not presenting you. I'm not coming right. to you as a centurion. And that, to me, is that example of bringing you an invoice. I'm not coming to you as a centurion, as a centurion who's a guy who's in charge of 100 men right. um, in the Roman army, I'm a very powerful man standing in, in Israel. I'm not coming and saying, I'm a centurion, and I hear you can do this trick and make so my do, servant yeah. well. So you make my servant well. Right, right. He's... He say no, no. I know, I know where we're at. I know who, what our relationship is, and I don't deserve any of this. Uh, I don't. Um, you don't owe me. Yeah. But I know that you can, and I know that you are a loving, graceful, mercy giving man. And I'm asking you to heal my, my servant. Mm-hmm. Jesus is like. He just—he's goggled. It, it blows him away. He's yeah. just like you. Hey, I've guys, never seen check such this fate. out. Yeah. Um, all y'all think, complain, claim to love Yahweh and claim to love Father, or claim to love Father God, but you have not figured this piece out yeah. yet. Um, and I think that's a very good example of of what you're saying. Um, is is um, it, you just need to ask? Yeah. And know that he he can give that to you um paul says we have all sinned and fallen short, short of the glory of, of the of the of the glory of god but um thank thank you that we yeah. have a loving god who wants to give us yeah that mercy yep that's what he wants to do for you so whether we're undeserving or not mm-hmm. we were worthy yeah whether we're yeah what do you mean by worthy? Yeah. I think is how it comes down to it, right? Right. Yeah. We're worthy. I just didn't like Spurgeon's words. Yeah. Like, who's he? <laughs> Charles Spurgeon. <laughs> Whatever. Some old guy. <laughs> Some dead old guy. Some dead old guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, careful. Careful. <laughs> like I said, I, I think I, I think we yeah. we know what he meant. And yeah. That, we, that was, yeah. So, but God, God demonstrated his own love for for us in this while we were still sinners Christ died for us Romans 5 8 yeah. um, yep. we don't deserve any of it but God's love gives it to us the, the one I was thinking about closing with and I like that Romans 5 8 was Titus 3 uh, 4 through 7 but when the kindness and the love of, of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we've done, not the list, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing and the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Christ, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Then having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We, we're heirs now mm-hmm. of all that God ever hoped for us to have. Yeah. Um, and so we mean something to him. We have value to him. And if you find it trouble in having and seeing the value in yourself, 
then see the value in yourself as he sees it. Live to that. Yeah. Live to walk that. Walk towards that. Right. Put that t-shirt on and walk yeah. around with it. Yeah. Don't. I, that would be a great t-shirt. I may not see it, but God believes I have value. Yeah. 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 Yep. Image bearer. Yeah. Image bearer. Guys, thank you for hanging around with us. Um, I know we got stuff wrong, and I know you know, uh, and, and and I know we got stuff right. Um, we want to hear from you. Uh, golly, we hear from a lot of people who say things that are nonsensical and have nothing to do with what we talked about. Um, those are tough for us, and I'm just being bone honest. Um, it's hard for us to read some things that people put on uh, that don't make any sense. Um, but if you if you are listening, if you hear us, if you have a question, if you have a hurt, if you have a concern, if you feel like we got something wrong and you'd like to talk about it, you'll find that we'll talk it out and we'd love it. That's why we're here. Um, so comment. Uh, like if you liked it. Don't like if you didn't like it. Um, follow us. Subscribe, whichever... Um, whichever uh, is available in the format that you're hearing us. Um, we just appreciate you come and spend time with us. And let us know if you understood what we're saying. We're, that You may have been there. Yeah. But you saw something where you understood that God saw you in a different way. Yeah. Let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, like for the conversation to be about, let us know that. We'd love to hear it. Um, yeah. We're always looking for something to uh, talk through. Uh, and the world provides plenty of that, but we'd love to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Guys, thanks for joining us. Take have care. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.